and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 194 of There's No Place I Tear, a first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are going over SG1. Yes. Season 9. Yeah. Holy moly. When I went to watch the episode, I'm going to, I'll get back to the regular start. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I actually started watching season 8, episode 1. And yeah. Going, Wait a minute. I've seen this. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. We're on season 9. Yeah. Season 9, episode 1, Avalon. Part 1. Part 1. A.K.A. Um, oh, no. Bridges and Browder and Black. Oh, my. <laughs> we misspelled it, and I was like, what did I mean to write there? <laughs> That's good. I had two, but I really like yours a lot. Yeah. Uh, mine was A.K.A. basically an all-new Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or A.K.A. Earth Limited Gene Pool. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was like, I, I, I don't, h- how do I address? And I basically gave you no warning yeah. for this. We're going to say it again because I don't want to not trip all over my words. Bridges and Browder and Black. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> I, there's a couple times where I was definitely watching you and not the screen. Yeah, yeah. it was great times. Just to see like how long it would take you to <laughs> fully react or realize or i was doing the thing that i think i will actually i may have learned from you at this point because i was watching it and jesse was in the room and every time someone would come on the yeah. screen that was you i would like smack him <laughs> on the arm and he, i was like look it's bo bridges that's like, definitely look it's Ben Browder. That's definitely my motif. Everyone yeah. knows that if you're and sitting he, next to me in a movie, you're going to get like just slammed tapped. in the arm. Yeah. And he's like, you're poking me. <laughs> Which I'd also apparently done on the car ride in. So we are not allowed to hang out as often as we do, although we're still going to. Because he's like, you realize every time you're trying to make a point, you poke me? We were talking about, because we're... We are nerds of the literary mind. Yes. I don't know, or philosophical mind. No, I We're think sophists, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, listen. Uh huh. As couples, we have very different yeah. genres of nerd. Yeah. I think we're definitely some sort of weird sophist. Because so we were discussing uh, the concept of performativity. Okay. Um, that and, is not a discussion that I would have in this household. Yeah, yeah. And so we were on opposite sides of the idea, or like um, whether it's. Uh, something that you must do, something that you that your your the mind demands, or something that yeah. the mind is able to do, or blah blah blah. But every time I would try to make a point, I would poke him. He goes, "You're poking me every time you make a point." It's a little frustrating. I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll stop. I'm gonna sit on my hands." Um, if I sit on my hands, I basically can't talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the Italian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this, my, I'm ready. My favorite, just a real quick touch yeah. on that, is oh, yeah. everyone loves to sit back and watch when Jesse and I mm-hmm. have the discussions about anything nerd related. Oh yeah. Because we come, we find our satisfaction from very different places. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had a we've had a couple very long conversations about Dresden files. Yeah. Because Jesse tried starting reading them and cannot stand them no, because they're just pulp them. fiction beach reads. Yeah. That 
listen, I love them. They're not the best written things in the face of the earth. Yeah, and I have matter. no cares about that. Yeah. And Jesse cannot get past that. And it is both it is the 100% curse. valid. And so it's just two people arguing about how it's perfectly fine if the other person likes or doesn't like it. Yeah. But we just keep talking about it. But it's like, but I still don't like it or but I still like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the curse. I'm learning it. It's the curse of the writer. It's yeah. the curse of the writer who's trained in writing. Uh, as I uh, half, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, listen, are you able to myself into the same school of thinking <laughs> by adding a minor to my major? By the way, guys, I did that because why not? School's not hard enough. That's okay. I um, dropped mine after a while and just went for a fine arts instead of an arts degree. <laughs> um, I, I realized that you can't unsee what you see, like you can't unlearn it. So then you start reading or you start watching movies and you're like, I can't see the mistakes all of a sudden. I mean, listen, are you able to watch news at all without, like, <laughs> right. critiquing every corner of that That's screen? That's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, yeah, you can't unsee what you see. No. On that note, I know we're going into other things. Yes. And I know this is a Stargate podcast. It is. But I'm going to take three minutes. Yes. To talk about the movie Midsummer. Oh, okay. That's we're going to get to the other thing. That's because we have get. like two other things before we start this We have this 700 <laughs> things to talk about, and then eventually we'll talk about Stargate. We promise. Give me three minutes. Yes. Um, the greatest, not even just scary movie, the greatest movie I've seen mm-hmm. in a solid, I can't think of a better movie I've seen in a while. Mm. So maybe just my favorite movie of all time until I can remember others. Uh, movie Midsummer. It is a scary movie. It is Ari Aster. This is his sophomore effort. Question: When you say scary movie, uh-huh. are we talking like it's not slasher film? Nope. Or like The Shining? Fuck you up mentally. Uh, this makes The Shining seem mild. Okay, so I'm never. I can't even watch The Shining. This is a psychologically fuck you up movie. Yep. Never watching it. Um, it is beautiful. It is beautifully done. It is... I want you to watch it so bad because it looks great. You... If you make a master edit to take away the scary parts... Here's the thing. There's no jump scares. There's not one jump scare. No, I... And none of it is in the dark. I figured it's not jump scare. I'm just talking all of the psychological horror parts. It's probably going to be three minutes long when you're done. What we'll do is we'll watch it on mute and there'll be some times where I'll go, don't look at this. Okay. Don't look at this. That's fine. Um... It's just gorgeous. We'll watch it on mute and we'll put our own voices, very MST3K style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just tell you what's happening in like much lighter tones. (laughs) There you go. That works. Yeah. Um, Their use of color, their use, like the the guy's just got an eye. He's a beautiful eye for how things are set up. Quasi reminds me. Mm -hmm. I did not get to tell Jesse. Jesse is a huge fan of Kung Fu films. Yes. Okay. No, I didn't tell him this part. Uh Uh-huh. We were trying to find something to watch on TV the other night, uh-huh. and I saw one of the options that came across on, don't remember if it was Netflix or Hulu, was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh-huh. And I went, you know, I haven't seen that film in ages, but I love the visuals of it. And they had, and Nick's like, really? And I was like, yeah, they had all these really, like, expressive colors, and I just remember these, like, scenes and, and like, images in my head, and it was so cool, and I haven't seen it for ages. Let's watch that. About halfway through the film, I went, this isn't it. This is not the film that I'm remembering in my head. And then I sat there trying to not miss any of the film, because you have to read the the subtitles, while trying to search 
I um. Did you have the wrong movie? I had the wrong movie. I was confusing it with House of Flying Daggers. Uh, I mean, I can see why. Yeah, but however, if you t- if I told someone like Jesse that, he'd be like, "We can't be friends anymore." <laughs> no, um, I, I get it. He'd be more like, "How do you confuse those?" <laughs> yeah. But guys, watch Midsummer so 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 important uh it's the guy who did hereditary so if you can sit through hereditary you can sit through this as i was as told scary. i also wasn't with yeah you're not allowed to watch it if i think hereditary's got more jump scares than yeah. this one does it's more scary in that sense this one just gets under your skin and yeah. lives there um it's been compared to the wicker man i think that's softballing it also the, didn't see that one yeah um there's a just watch it um i I've, I've obsessively cannot stop thinking about this film to the point where that was my costume for halloween i was i was um the sad may queen usually the ones that i can't get in my head it's really good that i don't get the, the scary ones stuck in my head i i love it so much because they affect me for way too long well i'm still i still can't go to the bathroom at night and not think of the movie us Oh, no, I can't go and, to the movie at night and not think of the fluke man coming up through the okay. toilet. But I think uh, I think the us thing is my weird obsession with doppelgangers. Oh, yeah. My weird doppelganger yeah, yeah. Um, aversion. Yeah. We know this. We've already, you've already <laughs> yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah, many yeah, yeah, times yeah. that you would kill um, your doppelganger on site. On site. <laughs> Get rid of it. I eventually will do a deep dive into whatever self-loathing that <laughs> is. But I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, that's my thing. Watch Midsummer. You can call it Midsommar. I think both are acceptable as far as the uh, director is concerned. M-I-D-S-O-M-M-A-R. Go check it out. That's all. Also, also. speaking of things we're going to recommend to you. Oh, are we going to talk about a Renfair guy? Yeah. Guys, we went to... This is something for everyone. Listen, if you listen to this podcast... You'll love this guy. Like, this guy makes us look like clean schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. In a, <laughs> we, we are nuns in the convent. We, um, we cannot approach this guy and his eloquence in the use of horrible, dirty Not language. only in his filthiness, but in just his sheer intelligence. And like, word usage. I, I think he may be a reincarnation of the bard. Like, he uses words better than Nixie. Uh, he words wordier than anyone that's ever worded. Basically. Like, like yeah, yeah. Like, legit, great. like, passes the torch from Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, I'm convinced he's the reincarnation of him. Uh-huh. Um, Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. Check him out on Facebook. I think he's got some YouTube things. Yeah. He is a medieval bard, uh, poet. Yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, we sat down, we went to the Ren Fair yesterday, among all the other things, we sat down for a show because he came up, oh, you tell this part. He, so he came up to us right as we got here, you and Jesse weren't there yet, it was just Nick and I in full, mm-hmm. full Ren Fair Viking-ish dress, <laughs> and, uh, he started and like, hey, do you like dirty poetry? And, and we're like, sure, sure, in the same way, but then as he started talking, we're like, oh no, this guy actually words good yeah and so he didn't know where stage was yet we're like we'll see you at noon then and i told them going no i think just trust me i'm pretty sure this is going to be worth it yeah and we sat down and oh boy was was it it worth worth it? it filthy funny 
Um, My favorite was Ode to a Menstrual Tent. Hut. But hut, yes. yes. Ode, Ode to, to a, a Menstrual Hut. hut. Um, it, there was so much. There was yeah. so much that was great. I... I don't want to give any of it away. I don't either. It was. It was. Just Google him. Just Google him. He uh, was. I think I liked. I liked him through the Terra page, so it'll show him as a recent like. Yeah. Um, and if not, how many people are called Arthur Greenleaf Holmes? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, and trust me, when you get to his stuff, you'll know. Yeah. You will be. You won't be confused. You'll you be like, be is confused. this the right guy? No, this is the guy. <laughs> Uh, do what? not listen with your not that you'll probably listen to this with your kids around do not listen with your kids around don't do that yeah yeah don't do that don't do that i mean unless your kids are grown like and also either grown you or appreciate literal filthy infants. things together yeah yeah grown or literal infants nowhere yeah. in between <laughs> um y'all i promise we're gonna get to stargate we have one more thing one more um guess who finally dm'd an adventure full-on Full on. So I've done uh, a couple it's a Strahd's. Nixie. I've done the intro to Strahd before, but it was over Skype. Mm-hmm. And just because of life and how difficult it is to do with someone who's a distance, we have not gotten much further. However... Well, and it was also pretty much all newbie players. Except for... Yeah, well, there was Nick, right. who's played before. Matt has played a couple times. But to me, yeah. like, they're still in the novice Yeah, level. yeah, yeah. So you not only DM'd, you DM'd for two seasoned veterans of the game. Seasoned DMs. Like, seasoned, like, 30 years worth of playing. Like, seasons where I'm still going, hey, what's the rule on this? Yeah. Which I have no problem doing, and I'm glad they have yeah. no problem telling mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. We started uh, Descent to Avernus. Yeah. The newest uh, large campaign it out. Was fun times. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh huh. It went well. It was a shorter night just because we started after work, but you we know, did like one good bar fight. It starts with a bar fight. I mean, yeah. how can you go wrong? One good bar fight. Um, our insane druid did insane druid things. <laughs> Tried to talk to someone <laughs> while in weasel form. <laughs> yeah, legit got smacked across the room in the way only nick could think of where it's like there's no sense to this but fine yeah please feel free he then jumped back on the table and turned back into a tiefling form Uh so then he's just crouching as a tiefling on on the table yeah on the scary woman's table in the middle of like ruffians playing dice yeah 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 um and then we beat a bunch of shit up you you beat up a bunch of pirates i took out like three dudes myself i know and I am unarmed. Thank y'all very much. Well, you know, your fists are your weapons. Yeah, my fists speak for me. <laughs> but yeah, it went, uh, it went pretty well. Yeah. It was good times. Um, I think, I have I shared? I'm playing Rosie. Yes. A, pug- a pugilist. Um, a class we found, which I don't think is canon. It's not but canon. But it's fucking great. I mean, to be fair, Sam's Artificer wasn't canon until uh, recently. Um, but there was... It was harder for me the first round because as all of these start, there's like two pages worth of just background just get out the text story. I have to read yeah. first in order to get you guys from where I'd put you to where you're supposed to be. And there's a couple times where it's like, hey guys, just go with this and say yes, even if your characters wouldn't because it's how the story starts. Just please, please go here. <laughs> please go here. After this, you can pick wherever you want to go. Just yeah. get here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just almost knocked my mic over. It was... Don't don't kill your mic. Don't kill the mic. Uh, super fun times. I can't wait to play again. Um, 
I'm hoping it's sooner versus later and that friend oh. Amanda can join us. Yes, I forgot, like, there's homework now as a DM. Oh, yeah. Between Oh, you've things. got things to do, yeah. my friend. I've only done, like, an hour's worth of it. It's why I'm like, I can't DM. I'm in school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, like, an eight, like, eight hours worth of a paper to go home and finish tonight. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, eight hours of DM. <laughs> okay. Um... Back to why we're here. Welcome to There's No Place Like Dara, a uh, Stargate Star First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am not Grace. And I am not Nixie. And we never talk about anything but Stargate, so here we go. July 15th, 2005. <laughs> we have a number of new faces this episode, including... It's so weird that they start the season in the summer. Well, I think it's because, like, they... They, especially these later seasons, they were doing, like, half seasons. They did that fully separated so that one was sort of before the fall lineup. Okay. And then one was in that break. Okay. So these are in the middle of break shows. Yeah. Got it. The downtime, if you will. Yeah. I dig it. But, like, I think that's where sci-fi did a lot of those. Yeah. I think you're right. Because it was before all the network stuff started. That's and so, so smart. A lot of, a lot of, I think people are looking stuff. for something new to watch. Mm-hmm. Got it. Ready. I'm there. Let's get back on track. A number of new faces, including mm-hmm. Mr. Ben Browder mm-hmm. as Lieutenant Colonel Cameron Mitchell, mm-hmm. which, fun fact, my old computer was named Cam's Mac. <laughs> because of Cam. Nice. Because my mom realized that Cam backwards is Mac. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and Bo Bridges as Major General Hank Landry. And Bridges on board, y'all. Claudia Black, back as Vala Mondragon. As the baddest woman in the world. Who the person I officially want Grace to cosplay as. She's just like the sexiest woman in the world. Uh Uh-huh. There's just no way, but I'm gonna do it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have a great advantage a lot of people don't have. Uh Uh-huh. You have the hair. I do have the hair. It's already... Yeah, that's true. Oh, a lot of people do not have the hair. Yeah, I do have the hair. I, I, I mean, I love Claudia Black and all her iterations, whether they are in Uncharted or in She's Stargate. She's just amazing. Or in Farscape. She's just amazing. <laughs> She's just fucking cool. Uh, Claudia, I already covered and introduced you to mm-hmm. in Prometheus Unbound. Um, Unbound. Ben Browder. <laughs> if she's introduced in Unbound and in this episode, they're totally bound. Totally. Okay, that's all. Um, obviously everyone knows Ben Browder from John Crichton on Farscape. Mm -hmm. I was able to keep this a secret the whole time we were getting Grace to watch Farscape. Yeah, I had no idea. I I truly didn't until we watched this episode last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then a couple weeks ago when you're like, you know, I don't know if I'm taking him as... John Crichton, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna like him as... Oh, I already like him Cam Mitchell's a lot different than John Crichton. You you know, it just goes to show that sometimes um, certain writing just lights people up in a different way. Yeah. Oh, it's also just, yeah, characters and mannerisms and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so the first thing, his big first thing, Mm -hmm. was a reoccurring spot on Party of Five in sub-season named... And he was Sam. I never watched Party of Five. I did watch Party of Five. He was in some season and his name was Sam. His name was Sam. I Third season I thought I saw? I wonder if he was probably Nev Campbell's boyfriend. Sure. I'm going to look it up. You look it up. I'll continue. I'll do. Yes. Um, he got two Saturn Awards for Best Actor for his work on Farscape. Okay. And fun fact, on Stargate, he ends up going on to perform most of his own stunts because he's Ben Browder. <laughs> nice. He was also in an episode of Doctor Who. Oh. 
He was in a town called Mercy. I remember that. Wait, I know that one. Yeah, you do. Is that the Old Westy one? That's the Old West one. Yes, that's why I know it. He was the sheriff. Yeah. It was the 11th Doctor, Amy and Rory, my favorite trio on the series. Um, He was actually has been up and contemplated for a few different roles on Stargate. Good thing he didn't get them. Wow, I wonder what the other ones were. Do Um, we know? One, I, I thought I heard... I thought I've read something that he was one of the people possibly considered for Shepard. Oh. He was also then most recently considered for um, Colonel Everett. Okay. But there was one earlier on in the series that he was considered for, and I don't remember who it was. Um, I mean, I could have seen him as Shepard, but I think Shepard is Shepard. Shepard is Shepard. But yeah. this is great. This works. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Bo comes from an illustrious family oh just you know if you ever wondered <laughs> does the name bridges sound familiar i'm pretty sure you've heard of them yeah uh his dad lloyd bridges has done you know everything however i will always remember him from airplane mm-hmm. as uh the the guy who helps them land the plane from the tower <laughs> you know i picked a wrong week to quit drinking yeah, yeah, yeah. To quit smoking, <laughs> to quit huffing glue. I just, uh, you know. To quit methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, Ben Browder played Sam Brody in the third season of Party of Five. Uh-huh. His character was a carpenter who had a crush, who the oldest daughter, Nev Campbell, uh-huh. had a crush on. Uh, and then they dated, and then he was written out of the show when she decided <laughs> to break up with him. Um, so I had it right. You did have it right. <laughs> And so Bo has a younger brother, uh-huh. who you may also know. Oh, yeah. He's frequently known as the dude. He is the dude. He is the dude. Have you ever heard him in an interview? Yeah, he, he is the dude. He is the dude. I mean, he's been in a ton of other things, but he's the dude. I mean, yeah. He's an incredible dude, too. That, that, again, it's just unfair. Like, all that family just holding all, all that family. talent. Um, yeah. He has three Emmys, two Golden Globes, one Grammy. Bodas? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, not a shocker, he started with small roles in early age, uh, uh, working with his dad. A few times with his brother. Huh. Shocker. A um, few times with his son, Dylan, too. Oh. And I do think the first time I registered him was when he was playing Jack McFarland's dad on Will and Grace. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, his stepdad, yeah. <laughs> and right before Stargate, he was playing the director of the CIA on the agency, so not too far in realm from... So he's pretty good at this this uh, this government, military type of things. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out one more thing that he... One of his oh, Emmy Awards <laughs> was for Outstanding Actor in a Miniseries or Special for... The positively true adventures of the alleged Texas cheerleader murdering mom. The story that was just covered on My Favorite Murder. Wait. Is it the one about the lady who, like, wants her daughter to be the cheerleader? Uh-huh. Oh, my god! With Holly Hunter. Yep, yep. We have to find that movie and he watch it. He played Terry, the brother-in-law Wanda Terry. tries to hire to find a hitman yes. to kill the teenage cheerleader. Oh my god. I know. Y'all, yes. this story is insane. Look up this the story. Texas cheerleader murder. 
It's this woman who wants to be a cheer, who wanted to be a cheerleader. She's just the ultimate stage mom, and she couldn't. And so then she tries to make her daughter do it. Yeah, Gypsy Rosalie. Yeah, Gypsy Rosalie for sure. <laughs> she might as well have named her that. Um, and then decides that to get her daughter to win, she must kill people uh-huh. because that's natural. It's totally natural. Mm-hmm. Not just people, like other high school girls. Children. She decides that she needs to kill children. Yes. Um, Y'all, we're like 20 minutes in. We haven't even started the episode. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We start with the mysterious (laughs) uniformed man walking up to the Stargate in awe. I'm sorry. I just remembered what I know about Bridget from first. (laughs) Who do you know from first? Sidekicks. Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandis movie! (laughs) (laughs) With Rodney Dangerfield! No, no, that's Ladybugs. Oh, that's Ladybugs! Yes, sorry, they sound so alike, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, well, same. <laughs> to be fair, I believe it's the same character. One's played by Bo Bridges, the other one's played by Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all. I'm done. Guys, <laughs> We're guys show. Showtime, showtime. Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So, mysterious uniform man walking up to the Stargate yeah. with very moving, single horn Stargate music. It's it's very much like he's having some sort of mating ritual with the gate. I mean, wouldn't you with the Stargate? Uh, definitely. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a giant hole. This is just. <laughs> uh, <you> def- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. You penetrate the hole. <laughs> Everything saying. is vaginas and penises. I mean, look at the kawoosh, come on. If I've learned nothing else from my medieval <laughs> studies, is everything is sores or penises? Yeah. Caves or vaginas. Everything, Everything goes a back penis to sex. And a, a vagina. Yep. So, <laughs> Walter tells us this is Cameron Mitchell. He was a dogfighter over in Antarctica a few mm-hmm. years ago. He actually led the F 302 wing against Anubis' forces. We have an amazing flashback to the dogfight, shots we've never seen before. They're like Top Gun, Hoth level oh, yeah. dogfights. They're pretty great. They're great. Mm hmm. When we come back, Walter introduces himself. He's gotten a promotion. Walter. He's now Chief Master Sergeant. Hell yeah, Walter. Just, Walter's like the sleeper, like, awesome dude. Oh. Like, he's just, like, everybody's, like, out here making all these big moves. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just slowly going to climb up the ranks I'm and then I'm literally own this the bitch. person keeping the base running. In, like, ten years, he's going to be head of the SGC. Yeah. Because no one else will be better qualified. Literally ru- keeping the base running. Yeah. He's playing the long game. Good job, Walter. But he welcomes uh, Cam to Stargate Command. <laughs> and then we had credits, and I believe I turned to you and went, so how you doing, Grace? Uh, I was not. I was just not. I was like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> And then you watch, you watch the credits, and you're like, who's this other dude? How is Bill Bridges in this? Yeah, what's happening? What is what is happening? Yeah, it was, it, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had a couple, like, blue screen moments in this. <laughs> yeah. We come back, we realize... Jack is gone. Hmm. Uh, General Landry is now in command of the SGC. Um, he hasn't even finished, like, unpacking his office, so he's also new. Yeah. We have another flashback here to We've the We've just hangar. hit, like, an entire reset at SGC. Yeah. Yeah. We just control, alt, delete. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> Cycle um, the system. Have you ever gone back to... Well, I, I, I think... Um, a couple of us that work where we work yeah. have local TV stations we worked at before here. Yes. And we have the opportunity to go back, and it's like, it's somehow the same place, but not at all, because yeah. none of the people are there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's I'm, just a really interesting feeling. In my feeling. case, the place I worked for is no longer. Well, so. yeah, so I didn't want to rub it. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but good. I've had this with a couple of, of people at work. Uh, oh, where yeah. it's like, it's not, it's, it's, it's very di- strange. Very different. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we have another flashback to the hangar before the Atlantic. Atlantic mm-hmm. Antarctica fight uh, with Cam briefing his pilots. Yep. I do love Landry's entrance here. Quote, cocky Marine. No, cocky sons of bitches. Marines never yeah. liked him. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, and I, I also love this conversation because Landry's like, your service record's too good. It's too shiny. Yeah. What's, you know, what, what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? Mm-hmm. No one's that perfect. And, and do Cam's you punch like, well, walls? What do you do? I'm impatient. <sighs> He's like, you're a fucking pilot. Of course you're impatient. Yeah. You're a type A personality. Yeah. Kryptonite. I want to know kryptonite. Do you punch people? Do you sleep with everybody? Do you have a... Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, God, my brain's blanking. Oh, William Shatner. What's his character's name? Kirk. <laughs> do, do you have the Kirk syndrome? Do you have Kirk? <laughs> um, and we again see that Walter is the best at his job. So mm-hmm. good that Landry never has a chance to yell at him. <laughs> Which he hates. He does. Landry hands Cam a large deck of folders to get started picking his team. Ah, and he's like, I'm sorry. Can we pause? Can you roll back the tape just a little bit? There's some confusion here. Um, I'm here to join SG1. Yeah. Landry's like, it's sort of. You're going to lead SG1. I'm I'm super pissed for him. Imagine the bait and switch. Yeah. Imagine you take a job. Uh huh. And you're like, I'm going to work with these people, and then they're like, Bye. But again, it's one of those where technically he asked to join SG1. Yeah. And technically he is on SG1. Yeah, but there's a lot of content there that's missing. Uh-huh. Not cool. Sam, we learn, has taken command of Stargate's R&D out of Area 51 just mm-hmm. last week. Daniel's put in for reassignment, which we'll find out later what that is. And mm-hmm. Tuke left the program over a month ago. And Jack didn't tell Cam any of this. Yeah, that's not cool. So I love the small Jack fact that we learn here, too, that he never used the drawers in his desk. No, of course not. He never had any paperwork. He just had Walter do everything. Well, I also just like the thing that, like, Hammond locked him and, like, left the key somewhere. And Jack just kind of went, oh, they're locked. I won't use them. I guess them. I won't use this now. Yeah. That's that's how Jack works. So I'd like to think, here's, here's what in my mind has happened. Hammond left Jack... A heartfelt oh, yeah. passing the torch note in the top drawer. Uh-huh. Jack never found it. No, because he, he didn't try hard enough. But here's the thing. <laughs> Hammond's smart. If Hammond was going to leave Jack something, he would make it easy. He'd leave it under a plate of blue gel. Well, like, but, <laughs> but this was like the if you but, find yeah, this note. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like a secondary note. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's like, let's see if this fucker gets to it. Like He, he did it knowing well yeah. that he may never find it. 100%. And really, he just he just had to ask Walter. Uh-huh. Walter had the keys the whole time. It probably had some sort of answer to a question that Jack always wanted to know and Hammond yeah. would never tell him. And uh-huh. he's like, I'm going to put it right here under exactly. his nose and he's never going to know. Where is the closet that holds all the blue jello? Yeah. And Where the pie. Is the pie Where's closet? the pie closet? <sighs> I need a pie closet. I can imagine it. Is that wrong? Like in my head, I can see the pie closet. No, I can The pie too. closet has like, okay. Ready? It yeah. has like green and white gingham wallpaper. Well, here's the thing. First of all, the door, uh-huh. instead of being a half moon that you find oh, for like piece. an outhouse, it's a pie piece. Yeah, it's like a half. It's like a half pie. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's just these racks. Uh huh. That slide with pies on them. Yeah. And then there's a warming light. There's a warming light, but like the edges of all of the um, shelves have that little bit of like craftsman architecture uh-huh. flourishes on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want a pie closet. And there's a slot in the back where the pies, like, come from. Yeah, like the old, um, 
the mart, the old school yeah. like nineteen fifties yeah. style lunch yeah. places where the, someone just slop, yep. slip food underneath and you yeah. never saw their faces. This is fine. Pie closet. Needless to say, Cam is super put off by the idea that this isn't quite the assignment he signed up for. Mm-hmm. In Daniel's office, Daniel somehow got more handsome. <laughs> this is another moment where I turn to you just to look at uh-huh. your reaction. Well, of the handsome guy club? Yeah. It's too much handsome on one TV. So the beard was apparently Michael's idea. Nice. Um, partly because of some jokes that had been said about how him and Ben kind of sort of look alike. Uh, yeah. And... They're definitely the same. Like, someone who that's their type would date both of them. 100%. Yeah. And and so, um, he was like, well, I don't really love shaving every day. Yeah. And I love this quote to paraphrase in a, in a Gate World interview he did. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, obviously if you have us... Close up in a tight shot. Yeah. You can tell us apart. But if you have some big sweeping wide shot, can we're just you two six foot tall white guys with blue eyes and brown hair. Uh-huh. And so sometimes it needed a bit more than just glasses to separate them because they someone doesn't exactly always wear glasses. Alike. Yeah. Yeah. They do look very much alike. I-, I mean, so close that if I ran into, if I looked like one of them and ran to the other, I might try to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double game. Yeah. Kill it. Kill Too it. close. Too close. I'm watching you. So, yeah, Daniel is packing his office when mm-hmm. Cam comes in to introduce himself, and Daniel is finally leaving. Yeah. And Cam is not He's here to help so him He's so excited. Pack. He's yeah. so excited. He's so excited that everything else is boring and doesn't exist uh-huh. to him. Um, Daniel laughs off. He's not staying. Um, Cam's like, the SGC still needs you. He's like, you are the foremost expert on the ancients and he's like that's why i'm going to atlantis because it's exciting there the city of the ancients i gotta go can you imagine how excited like daniel's like peeing his pants yeah he is yeah he hasn't eaten in days no yeah you know when you have a field trip and you get up like super early in the morning this is him and then you have like the nervous poops Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah that's what he's doing so um and we learn why Cam is so off-put about leading SG-1. It's the same concept we've just talked about. SG-1 to him isn't two letters, a dash, and a number. SG-1 is Sam and Teal'c and Daniel. Yes. And Daniel is very flattered, but he's not staying. Mm-hmm. No interest. Yep. He admits that they owe a lot to Cam. We get another flashback um, to him taking out an Elkesh yeah. around, you know, Prometheus and stuff. And Cam doesn't want to stand to stay here just because he owes Cam something unless he's considering it because of that. He would allow that if that was the case. Yeah. But um, Daniel's like, no, I was going to offer you my apartment. Yeah. So take a minute and imagine this with me, right? Cause yeah. We've all had neighbors that we don't know that well. Yeah. I bet you no one would even notice that it's a different guy no. living there. No. <laughs> That's how I liked it. They'd be like, oh, the guy in like 5E got a new car. And they're never there. <laughs> yeah. Well, besides the fact, didn't last time we see Daniel, he lived in a house? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now he's got an apartment. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but just the idea of like, sometimes you just don't pay that close attention. You're just like, handsome, tall dude. Got it. Okay. Here's why I think he moved from a house to an apartment. Mm. It's because he realized he didn't, he wasn't going to do yard work or anything. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, the same reason uh, Jesse doesn't like our house. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> I'm not like, listen, I'm an outdoor person, but not like an outdoor and like yard work person. I'm a yard person. I just don't have time. But yeah, I enjoy it. No, that was Daniel talking. Oh, yeah, fair. 
and me talking. So on Takara, <laughs> Cam meets up with Teal'c, who yes. they've clearly been working hard on <laughs> internal decorating skills. Mm-hmm. Um, Teal'c wonders where the rest of the team is, but Cam's like, it's just SG me. Can I tell you that I forgot what Takara was called, and so in my notes I called it Planet Teal'c. That's fine. Planet no, Teal'c okay. works. Planet I'm pretty Teal'c. sure that's the other name for it. That's like the... the Planet Teal'c. Uh-huh. That's the uh, American name for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Translation. Uh, <laughs> Teal can offer names of those he considers to be honorable warriors, which I love this distinction. Hmm. Not like the quote unquote best warriors. Yeah, honorable. Not like in terms of skill or technique, I guess the word that's not the best word, but to Teal, the most honorable warriors. Yeah, it's just not who can hit hardest, who can hit fastest, Uh or who can hit strongest. It's like who's, yeah, who can I trust the most? Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So the Jafar are in the process of building a whole new system of government that will span the galaxy. And for now, it's not going well. No. So, because what's what's the saying that someone said about, you know, building governments is messy or something? Oh, I don't know. I just think of the idea of, like, um, the formation of groups is um, forming, storming, norming, and performing. Um, it's, it's a real thing. And so, like... I was like, did Lin-Manuel Miranda write that? No. <laughs> it's like a real thing it's like so when you form a group right the first thing that happens is it forms the second thing is that there's just tumultuous things it's just crazy town it's the storming phase where there's conflict there's issues there's problems everything's trouble yeah and then finally it normalizes and then once you get into that like okay now we're a team now we're a team then you can perform your team work yeah they're definitely in the storm they're super stormy um, and part of the reason is that there's a lot of, especially probably the older Jaffa, who are very stuck in their culture mm-hmm. and in their antiquated rituals. Yep. Um, and they're being adapting. dragged, kicked, and screaming. Yeah. And they mistrust the Tari, who've come to help. They see the proposed new government, partly because maybe the Tari influence on it mm-hmm. um, is just a way of controlling their new freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is one of the first times Tilk's connections to Earth not helping the situation. No, in that fact, it may be making things worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, as Cam says, huh, politics sucks everywhere. Yeah, that's true. True that. Um, we get our first indeed of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so Cam's like, well, you know, I have a spot open on my team for yeah, you. Just in case you're looking for the way out of here. Thanks, bye. And Ragnar interrupts because the council is returning from recess and Teal'c leaves and... They got to go to recess? <laughs> Sorry. And, and Cam sort of under his voice is like, did I mention I'm on a mission from God? <laughs> Any blues by the reference I'm down yeah. for. <laughs> And he offers an SGC one or an SG one job to the first Jaffa who passes, and oh. then like basically, how you doing to the next woman he's, who passes? He's just he's just desperate at this point. He's just standing on the street corner yeah. passing out flyers, and he's like, "Hey, hot girl, you want to be on my team?" Has no clue where the Stargate is. No, no. <laughs> so back at the SGC, Cam FaceTimes Sam. It's clear they know each other somewhat, and in my head canon, I just kind of think they were at the academy together. I can see that. I can see, yeah, where they're just maybe, like, she just seems so much wiser than him yeah. that I feel like she may be a little older. Well, it might be, like, f- freshman senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they they don't definitely use, run into each other. No, they don't use freshman senior, but you know what I mean. They're, yeah, they're, like, a year or so. Yeah. Uh, she's ahead of him a yeah. little bit. Yeah. 
Um, and I can she, dig it. she's working hard on the new hyperdrive and other sciencey things. Mm. And he cuts to the chase and asks her back to SG one. And Sam sort of smiles and says that she has her reasons for wanting this job. Mm. Slight mm. inside joke. At this point, Amanda Tapping's like, super pregnant. <laughs> That's her reason. She has her reasons for being on FaceTime. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention that, again, Amanda Tapping starts the season with another fucking amazing like, hairstyle. I kind of want her haircut. Yeah. Every season, she's like, what's up, bitches? I got a new one. Yeah. And she's, it's... She's kind of great. Always fantastic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know... Cam has his reasons for wanting Sam back, too. Uh, one of them was working with Sam because, like, what if the world needs saving? Yeah. And Sam's like, well, I'll do what I can. Yeah. I'm still interested in the whole world saving things. And he goes, well, what if the world needs saving because I screwed it up and because you weren't here in the first place? And he kind of pauses and looks around and he's like, pretend I didn't say that. That's when you really do realize that they do know each other. Because for him to be able to yeah. just blurt that out. Yeah. There's some sort of trust there. Exactly. Um, and then Sam is called away on either Prometheus or the Daedalus, whatever one she's on. Yeah. Um, and after the call ends, Cam tells Walter it looks like they're not getting the band back together. Yeah. He's definitely dealing with imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. He's dealing, or I'm going to pull from Karen Kilgariff's secret superstar syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much better than She said, what if we're not imposters? What if we're secret superstars? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds much better. <laughs> um, I also love another Blues Brothers reference. <laughs> so in a flashback, we see Cam's 302 get hit. His co-pilot dies and he his eject, his eject fails. Oh, yes. So we can't even get out and the ship calls Mayday and it hits hard and goes sliding for a long time and all the glass breaks and it's doesn't look like something someone no, should it, be able to survive. It, bad times. We come back to Landry and Jack playing chess outside with a very handsome looking black dog sitting oh, next to Landry. Yes. Yeah. This is how they show us in so many ways how we like yeah. him. Anyone who has a dog. We, we like Hank. He's got a dog. He talks he shoots it straight when yeah. he talks to um to Cam. He plays is friends with Jack. With Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy's good guy. Exactly. Yeah. What a great I, way to do that without, like, telling us. And also, I have a soft spot in my heart for black, black dogs. dogs. Yeah. Because that's what I've always had growing up. I mean, I'm not against them. Well, <laughs> Kaylee Thor is the first non, like, all-black dog in the family. Yeah. She's special. Yeah. Um, so we She opened the door for Finn. She did. Well, Finn's still hey, pretty much great. Black. Yeah. True. He's steel colored. He's steel colored. Yeah. But he's still closer to black than Kaylee is. That's fair. She has that little patch, but that's <laughs> all. Um, and we don't know where Jack has gone to just yet, but we do know he's not in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. He came back to sign the papers to his house, his car, his motorcycle, and figured he'd check in with Landry while he's here. Wow. He's like, how's Cam doing? He's like, you know... He mad. You could have told him about yeah. the SG-1 Thanks situation. Thanks for leaving me with all of your dirty work. He's like, yeah, <laughs> about that. And I do love how Landry chimes to claim a, a General MacArthur quote is his. <laughs> yeah. And eventually Jack wins the chess match. Yeah. 
So the next scene is in the briefing room as Cam interviews possible teammates. Oh, boy. And it's good. The cringe fest is real. The cringe fest is it's real, like, real. It's like the first rounds of American Idol yeah. up in here. <laughs> it is. It's just cringy. I hate it and I love it all at the same it's time. It's the fourth circle of hell for Cam. Mm-hmm. He can't stand it. I love the one guy's personal did- tidbit that people call him Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is his name. It's like we get the smart girl. We get Dave. Yeah. We get the magnetic fields dude. We yeah. get push-ups man. Yeah. And then we get our scientists. Uh, who discovered an android on the same planet as Comtraya, dude. Oh. Forgot that's where he was. Yep. It's from Altair. So as Cam tunes these things out, we flash back to Cam in his craft ship fighting to stay conscious uh, with the snow and the wind and the cold passing over him, hearing about the squid missiles, taking everything out. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's he so does beautiful. succumb to pass outedness. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you crash land <laughs> in the snow, in the snow, going real, real fast in Antarctica uh-huh. where it's real cold. Your body's like, Hey, fuck are you? <laughs> you, uh, you be real cold. And yeah. you know what? Here's the thing from experience. You shouldn't have your skin exposed to that yeah. for that long. Yeah. God. He's lucky he didn't like lose a nose. Yeah. He's so handsome. They probably put one back on. Probably. Yeah. So, but we see time, I love the way that we see time pass. <laughs> what if he didn't look like that before and they had to reconstruct his face? Except And they just used Daniels. From before? <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but we see time pass in this, in this really cool way because it's like from his eyeballs. Yeah. Like we see his eyeballs open and close. Yeah. Um, and because he, he's sort of slipping out of moments of consciousness oh, in the hospital. Yeah. And you can see he was real rough off, Uh like, died a couple times. He wasn't, he couldn't, they weren't sure if he was going to walk at some point. His mother visited, the doctor told him his chance of being able to walk again was slim to none. Yeah. Uh, Daniel came to thank him Mm -hmm. on a nice little bomber jacket. Uh, Sam and some others came in full uniform, giving him the Congressional Medal of Honor. Yeah. And uh, then Jack telling him uh, that when he's better, he can do Anything he wants. You can have the word. Professionally. Mostly. And when I say anything, I mean, like, not... You get the point. It's funny because the reason Jack talks this way is because Jack only knows these phrases in the filter of what Jack would ask for. Uh-huh. Whereas Cam's probably not thinking of anything crazy. He's like, yeah. oh, don't say that because I would ask for this crazy thing. Yeah. And he's the only one who thinks that way. Yeah. I can only imagine the things in Jack's head he would ask if for. If he's like, anything? <laughs> pie closet. Yes. A pie closet. Seven ponies. <laughs> yeah. And access to the red button. <laughs> Which red button? Yes. My own F302. <laughs> yeah. Every red button. It's just a red button that opens the pie closet. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, yeah. Jack's like, just like, I want access to any red button I see ever. It's like, I won't push it. Yeah. Yeah. So God, at some that point... sounds so satisfying. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to give Grace a red button I want for a red Christmas. Button. Yes. So, so, oh, do, do you remember Staples had the, the big red... The like, easy button? The easy button? Yeah, yeah. In my old office, we actually had a big red easy button. <laughs> so we just press it. Whenever yeah. someone asks for one of those crazy things at work, oh, that yeah. you're like, it's the, the yeah. long... You just be like, easy button. Yeah. No, I want to self-destroy like, the things button. <laughs> like, I want it to look dangerous. 
I want it to a look like... A flip top and you do a toggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got to enter the code and yeah. then you push the red button. Okay. So at some point after this, Landry calls Cam into the gate room because SG-12 sent word that they're arriving soon. And with them is a familiar face. <laughs> One very hot, very super, sexy. Super. Vala Maldaraj. Super. I can't express to Wowza. you how awesome she is. She's just so cool. Because here's the thing. It's not just the outfit that's hot. It's just her. It, you can't not smile. I know. You can't not smile when you see her or when you hear her. She's just engaging. She's charisma factor. Like charisma is like, off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah. like, I would hang out with you. Yeah, I will kill a man. I might for, make out you with need? you. What do you need me to do? <laughs> Anything. Yes. Yeah. I will kill a man. <laughs> But she would never ask you to do that. Only naughty things. Yeah. Not like... And you'd be like... Evil things. Yeah, okay, I'm done with that. Let's do it. But yeah. She's the friend that gets you into trouble if you were the good kid. So much trouble. Because she's like, come on, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great times. Sometimes I need that in my life. Oh, I think it's important to have that. Um, And I do love how she looks at Cam and says, I know we haven't met before. <laughs> but we will She's see. sure she would remember. Oh, yeah. And while she would normally be thrilled to have this much testosterone around her at her disposal, where is my Daniel? Oh, I love that phrase so much. Up in the briefing room, Daniel rushes in, sees Vala, has no pleasantries. Can I tell you, Daniel is so ungrateful to have such a 10 interested in him. I know. You are so ungrateful, Daniel. To be fair, 10 is an insult to Vala. Well, yes. Like a 10 stacked on 10 stacked on 10. But Daniel, find some... Um, uh, uh, gratefulness in your life because you this is amazing. Um, and uh, you know, she has this tablet that quote unquote leads to incredible ancient buried treasure, mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, there is no tablet. I lied, she's just a pirate with a map. I yeah. had to tell you in person, I'm pregnant, pretty <laughs> yeah. sure it's yours. It's like a one in ten <laughs> chance, and she winks at Ben Browder, yeah. Because, you know what? Just get all of the Farscape jokes in now. Just get it all in there. I did tell you the Farscape spoiler of they have a kid together. That's fine. Which is why that line is perfect. I love it. (laughs) So Daniel goes to leave. He has to finish packing because the Daedalus leaves in 12 hours. Has a whole 12 hours. Take a look at the tablet. (laughs) So Daniel looks at it. It's gibberish. Bottle's like, it's in code. And I have the cipher. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, I can read it. That's not the problem. I don't know how to understand it. Yeah, Um, I can know words and not understand what I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah. The person I acquired it from assured me that the treasure's here on Earth. And she doesn't know anything about this fair planet, except as Cam and Daniel stand next to each other. (laughs) She is pretty sure that there's a rather interesting, if somewhat limited, gene pool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the two men look at each other confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that interesting, I think I would say, what's the word? Appealing. Yeah. Appealing if limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's like, hey, do you want mashed potatoes every night? It's like, I mean, I love mashed potatoes. Can I, listen, but if you give me different varieties of mashed potatoes. I mean, yeah, chives sometimes, sour cream and chives, sure. Sometimes a pat of butter. Sometimes some gravy. Sometimes, you know what? Chipotle pepper. Chipotle pepper's not a bad idea either. Every now and then, a sweet potato. I'm good with that, too. Well, that's when teal comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. Well, it's just, it's yeah, a different, it's different. variety. Uh-huh. You know. Of potatoes. It's pot- okay. I like potatoes. In Daniel's office, he's almost entirely packed and Vella pokes around as she explains that there is, you know, there's still a few gould out there. Mm-hmm. They're just not doing well. But they have a certain lifestyle they have become accustomed to. Sure. So they have to do what they do and sell what they have to sell in order to maintain that level. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff on the market these days. Mm-hmm. If you know which market I mean. She that just, happens. Bella just wants to know what this tablet and the treasure are worth. Yeah. Daniel She's just up, a pirate. She's, she's just, just a pirate. A very sexy pirate. With a map. Um, she's basically her character in Uncharted. Could you imagine Vala and Avantika from Critical Role getting together? You need to watch the uh, latest, the Uncharted 4, like, spinoff. Okay. Um, because the other voice is yeah. Laura Bailey. I knew that part. Okay. <laughs> um, My mind can paint pictures. Yeah. So Daniel picks up one of the other items in the box that Vala brought, and they're gold. Mm-hmm. The treasure's supposed to be ancient. She goes, no, these are separate. Yeah. Um, these are nuts ceremonial marriage bracelets, she says, you know. And I love how Daniel is so bored. He's like, yeah, no, I have no clue who care. Nut is. Don't care. So her Nut and her husband of the moment, because she had a lot, mm-hmm. would wear these. And Vala snap bracelets one on Daniel, and mm. she snap bracelets one the, on herself. She's like, oh, they're 80 slap bracelets, except um, evil. Yeah. Yeah. So Daniel um, can't remove it and calls security over. Vala is not going to remove it until they find the treasure. Super cool. Because these bracelets link them together. Yeah. So this has become an, a 90s sitcom with handcuffs. Yeah. They're like, oh no, we're cuffed to each other. How do we hide it from everybody the whole time? Wasn't um, Joey and, and Chandler at some point handcuffed together? They might have been. I just keep thinking, I think there was a Full House episode and they were trying to hide it, like, all the time. All I'm saying is if Joey and Chandler weren't handcuffed together at some point, they should have been. Well, I feel like it needed to be, like, Joey and Ross. Because Joey and Chandler, they'd be like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the, I think to yeah, me that's the I fun. I think it is, yeah. Like, they would enjoy it for a week, and, and all the, of a sudden, like, the, the the episode really picks up, like, yeah, a yeah, week yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're about I to I think you're right. Other. I think they were. <laughs> um, so in the lab, Dr. Lee is trying to cut through the bracelet. He's gone through three blades. Yeah. It's, it's not, not even leaving happening. a mark. Yeah. You would think after the first blade, you'd be like, hey, this isn't going to work. And then Dr. Lee starts contemplating, maybe if we remove the hands. <laughs> and Daniel's like, I'm done. Yeah, we're not taking my hand off. Thanks. Because SG-12 checked her. The bracelets weren't giving any energy signature. Yep. Yeah. Even now, they're barely giving one off. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee can't figure out what they do. And Daniel goes to leave, but collapses in the doorway. Super cool. Everything's fine. So Landry visits Vala in her room. Mm-hmm. We learn that Landry has a daughter around Vala's age. At least Landry well, he guesses is, at yeah. Vala's age. He's like, I'm pretty sure I've seen her wear that and fought her about it. That's really what he's thinking. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I've seen her try to leave the house in that. Uh-huh. So Landry sternly says uh, that she, he doesn't like being deceived. And Vala seemingly hostily says, like honestly, I mean, not hostily. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. Um, honestly says that, look, I don't want to hurt anyone. I just really hope this leads to treasure and hope it's great for everyone. And honestly, it's not easy out there and a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Look, I'm just a true chaotic neutral and you're a lawful good and it's just never going to work. We're never going to see eye to eye. No. Is really what's happening. Essentially. Landry gives no shits about her sob story. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, in the end, it's going to be Daniel's call what happens to her. And we have this great, like, steady cam full round shot. Yep. And in the end, uh, Vala collapses as well. Uh-huh. Um, it's great, great uh, further character development for Landry. Like, hey, this dude's no pushover. No. Yeah. In the infirmary is where the episode really gets good. It's where the sitcom starts. If it wasn't already good. Yeah. So Daniel wakes up to Teal sitting there. And I love that Teal comes back because Cam's like, this bracelet seemed goldy, so yeah, I called Teal. Help me. And good thing he did. And Teal was like, it's Daniel. It's my bro. Yeah. I'll come back for that. Yeah. He could have just said something's wrong with Daniel. Yeah. And he would have come he back. Teal knows they're actually called Carmack. Mm-hmm. He's heard of them. They're kind of sort of myth and legend-ish. Sure. Um, Cronus used to use them when a high-valued prisoner needed to be transported. The Jaffa would wear one, the prisoner would wear the other, and uh, if they're separate for any period of time, <laughs> one they'd both get sick and die. <laughs> Super cool. And with that part, Vala's like, I didn't know that part she Nobody calls from this that. other bed yeah. where she's restrained. So let's, let's, let's take a minute and decide. Is it Vaniel or Dala? I kind of like Vaniel. I do too. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like Manuel. Manuel. Um, she just thought Daniel would get sick. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't think I would be hurt in my monstrosity of an idea. And Daniel's so pissed. He's like, how did you not know? Yeah. She goes, because the person I stole it from didn't tell me. Because he was a liar. And Daniel just throws a pillow at her in rage. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because there's one of my favorite stories of my grandparents yeah. was... Um, I think my grandfather did that to my grandma. It was, we were all in the house, and somehow he was laying down in one part of the living room. We were in the dining room because my grandma was sewing, and she was just nagging him about something. And then, I don't remember what she said, but she called him, and he just threw a pillow at her. Like, stop, I'm napping. Yeah. And leave me alone. I'm yeah. an old man who loves to nap because that's what grandpas do. Yeah. It's like the minute you become a grandpa, you're like, I nap everywhere I nap now. now. Thanks, bye. Maybe I need to become a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Let's become grandpas and just nap everywhere. I'm down and then just be curmudgeons. Yes. I Good like plan. <laughs> I mean, my family throws salad at each other. <laughs> salad. <laughs> God, why? I won't touch that story cool, for cool, now. Cool. We'll save it for another day. Um, So. You know, no one really knows how to get them off. Bella's like, I do. Mm-hmm. I totally do. I, I mean, if the person I stole them from was right about that part. Yeah. I mean, sure. At this point, you're trusting this guy? Cool. And she will try to take them off as soon as uh, she gets her part of the treasure. Mm-hmm. And Tian just wants to clarify to Teal real quick. Um, if he kills Vala, he dies too? <laughs> He's thinking to himself, please can I kill her? It. Yeah. Please can I? Um, He's like, maybe I'll ascend again. Who knows? Anything's possible. And and Cam's like, what if we just go find the treasure? Yeah. How about we just go on an adventure? Because, by the way, Daniel, the, the, the Daedalus left two hours ago. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You missed your your bus. I mean, it's not the lost city, but it is ancient-y. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, either that or you have to marry the chick. I yeah. mean. What do you want from me? And Vala's like, yeah, let's make babies. Yeah. She's awful, and I love her for it. <laughs> I knew you She's would. She's the worst. I knew so bad that you would love Vala. She's just fucking chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew you would. Like, from the, trust me, from the beginning of the series, I have been waiting for you to meet Vala. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Because I knew you would love her. You would want to make a D&D character based uh-huh. on her. Well, I mean, she's kind of taken form without knowing. She's a little bit rosy. She's a little bit rosy. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like if Rosie and Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's like if Rosie and Lou got together. You know what? I said Ellie and I didn't I meant mean Lou. Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did mean Lou in my head. Ellie's something else altogether. No, well, that's that's different. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's if Rosie and Lou like got together, mm-hmm. this would be their love child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> so they huddle up at Daniel's office. He can't believe that he missed the Daedalus for this. <laughs> and since Jaffa counsels recess until tomorrow, Teal's just gonna stick around because you know, come he's too. curious. We get a second indeed. Mm-hmm. Cam is excited. This is good. They're a team. We're working to unravel some cool agent mystery. Any minute, Dan is gonna find, discover a key piece of information. They're gonna be off on a great adventure. Yay! No, and he, and the he only does. two excited are Vala and Cam. <laughs> <laughs> and he does find it, but it's odd. So they have the database that Atlanta sent back the last time Daedalus came back. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there is a log of names of the ancients who left that planet and came to Earth with, it, with, with you know, the yeah. city. Sure. The little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Daniel thinks he knows where the treasure is. Oh, yeah. Even even though the tablet doesn't say so. I love that even as Daniel's annoyed, he's already, like, getting into, like, yeah. Daniel mode. He's still, he's like, he's like. Danieling it up now. Oh, there's a word I'm trying to think of. He's, uh, oh, what's begrudgingly Danieling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a begrudging Daniel. Yeah. Um, so the guy who signed this tablet, his name, Mirden. The other moment I was looking at you. Yes. Waiting. Yes. Best ever. <laughs> Greatest times. Because I know you would recognize <laughs> the name Mirrodin. Mm-hmm. Because it's Merlin. Um, because it's fucking Arthur time. Because, guys, in case you didn't know, Grace is a gigantic Arthurian legend fan. In fact, I feel like at some point we had a conversation where I'm like, I'm surprised they haven't done King Arthur. We have. And <laughs> I believe I was drinking at the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, why we not do Arthur? Best story ever. So Pretty much my favorite. Cam's never heard of him. And Daniel's like, yeah, you have. Uh-huh. His name's in the database, and Mirrodin's English name is different. Merlin. It's motherfucking Merlin. And he's like, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table Merlin? He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, pretty sure he yeah. was an agent. Yeah. Which is kind of a genius, yep. like, explanation for Merlin. Yep. Yep. Like, it might not be canon for me. Well, I love it because it adds to some of the other topics we've talked about lately. Yeah. Um, because Merlin's a time traveler. Yes. Merlin, if you read T.H. Uh, White, T.H. White. Yeah. The Once and Future King. Yes. Um, and the Sword of the Stone in particular, uh, he talks about how he knows what's going to happen, how he's been in the future, in our future, mm-hmm. and he's working backwards. He's basically a doctor. Yeah. But, um, so he's this time traveler. Which is great because we've just started to touch on the idea of, time of Asgard time travel. Yeah. Motherfucker, this is cool. Of ancient time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot that goes into the legend of Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. I can't touch it all. No, there's it's, no way. Like you can take, you can do like a, a college thesis on just Merlin. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he wasn't always a wizard. Mm-hmm. In in the original stories, so there's stories of Mirden Willet. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry for anyone who speaks Welsh. Um, he was a prophet and a man mad, and like no connection to Arthurian legend mm-hmm. at all. And there's it's also like a little bit of Rasputin vibe. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And there was also um, a war leader called Ambrosius Aurelius. Aurelius. They mention it later in the episode. Okay. Um, and to basically they they combine this new legend where they sort of connected those two characters. Yeah, it's like it's an amalgamation. Yeah. Um, some stories have Merlin's father being an incubus, which is mm-hmm. where he got his magic his powers, powers from. And in some, he was killed by the Lady of the Lake. Yeah. Um, it most basically assume at this point, if Merlin was a actual true person in history, he was most likely just the Archdruid. Oh, he's just kind of a badass. He was just so awesome. Just, uh, just uh, start with uh, the Sword and Stone. Well, I will tell you what I have started reading uh-huh. since we started watching this episode last week. Okay. I have started The Mists of Avalon. Oh, wow. I haven't gotten there. I will tell you, I know you have so much reading for school. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you how much you will love The Mists of Avalon. Well, so I started, we had to restart um, um, The Sword of the Stone, The yeah. Once a Future King for school. So I want to finish that out. Yeah, obviously. And then I was like, well, I want to do the La Mordad tour. Yeah. But then it's like, well, maybe I should do something a little lighter. So maybe Mists of Avalon. Well, I will idea. say this. The reason I think you would love this is because it is a feminist feminist portrayal of their Arthurian legend. That might be interesting. Through Morgan Le Fay's eyes. I could do that. It's, There's also one written by John Steinbeck that I want to do. Yeah. There's so it's many guys. It's more if you guys. wanted to stick with the yeah. Arthurian legend yeah. trait. So, well, no. The Steinbeck one is Oh, really? Is King Arthur. Oh. I will find it and bring it to you. So, um, in this, the Merlin is not a person. Uh, Merlin is a title that is handed from oh, Archdruid to Archdruid. Like In the same way, the Lady of the Lake is not a person. The Lady of the Lake is the High Priestess. Yes, yes. Handed from person to person. So, seriously, um, I love Miss of Avalon. I haven't read it since I was in high school, so I'm really excited to go back with, like, some mm, life knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and reread it from a very different perspective. Uh, um, the Ex of King Arthur and His Noble Knight by John Steinbeck. That's the one I wanted to check out. Interesting. Because it's fucking Steinbeck writing yeah. Arthur, so we'll see what that's I like. I do also, I believe somewhere in my DVDs, I'd have to check, I believe I'm fairly certain I do have the uh, I think it was TNT miniseries. Of Merlin? Of no, which... Miss of Avalon. I could watch that. That would be fun. That is not the best adaptation. It's a very like safe for cable TV sure, sure, in the sure, sure. 90s version. Um, but, you know, it's... Guys, let's just talk about... It stars Juliana Margulies. Let's just talk about King Arthur and Camelot okay. forever. Let's just do that. So in the briefing room, <laughs> yes. Daniel uh, is also, you know, going on the PowerPoint presentation about Arthurian legend. <laughs> yeah. um, that when Arthur, quote-unquote, died... Uh, he was taken on a barge through the veil to Avalon, mm-hmm. and the fact that many said he didn't die, that he will return one day, and Landry is so bored about all of this, he's he basically checking his watch. He could not care anything. Le- yeah. No. He's like, get to the boy. Daniel thinks at this point that maybe Avalon was a place that Merlin helped Arthur ascend. Mm-hmm. And Landry's mm-hmm. like, what about the treasure? Get to the fun times. Well, some stories tell of the Knights of the Round Table stashing away treasure here in, from the far corners yeah. of the land and hiding them in the magical stronghold of Avalon. In Glastonbury. Including <laughs> the Holy Grail, can't remember. Yeah, and yeah, And Bob yeah. was like, what's that worth? 
<laughs> Your life. So yeah. Daniel continues about how the monks at Glastonbury Abbey found his grave and how, according to some Celtic legends, Glastonbury Tor, which is the hill over the town, actually is hollow and contains the entrance to Avalon. Yeah. No one's been able to find it, but, you know, if the ancients were involved, probably there's a reason. It's findable. We can do it. So Landry's going to call the president, who will probably call the prime minister mm-hmm. of Britain, and Landry leaves, and we learn Sam can't make it. Oh, sad. Because she's busy. Being pregnant. You know, forming a human. Mm-hmm. So on the Prometheus, the boys... Building a child. <laughs> I'm going to use that phrase. Building a child? I'm building a child. Yeah. Yeah. So on the Prometheus, the boys gather up since Dr. Lee thinks the bracelets have about a 100 foot range. Mm-hmm. Get sick about a half an hour later. So maybe Daniel should sit this one out. Fuck that. Although, Daniel's like, look, I miss Atlantis for this shit. I'm yeah, going. But I'm then when he realizes fun. that that would include taking Vala with him, he's like, fuck. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. No. Go. In It'll the auxiliary fun. control room, this brings back sweet memories to Vala. Because this, this is where I beat you up, Daniel. <laughs> also, like, her coat like is It's revisiting your first date. Yeah. Like, oh, remember the time that we had our first date here? Yeah. That I still do that with a uh, domestic partner boyfriend, Jesse. Also, I really love her coat. Oh, yeah. Um, so Asgard sensors to the rescue. They found a large cavern, tunnel, tiny caverns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vala's like, any, like, giant piles of precious metal um, with her stunning breasts right next to the guy's face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is Mark's, by the way. We'll see him again. <laughs> uh, and they can't beam in with Asgard beams because it's too deep. And Vala's like, what about rings? I mean, ancients. Yeah. And shit things and stuff so if the rings lock on the radios aren't going to work but at least they'll be able to go back true. and forth true so it looks like all four of them are going and vala's like yeah <laughs> super psyched uh cam says ladies first and vala allows daniel to go <laughs> no of course of course she does and come on to this her, is... he's soft and squishy and she must I know. protect him i know yeah. and i love how cam's like this is fun he proclaims we're to all two. having fun everyone is yeah the two newbies are so excited and the other guys are like this is i've, I've fucking done this before i'm done so they beam down it's dark and empty and vala hasn't been this disappointed since daniel and her had sex <laughs> and daniel pauses and Tilk looks back at him and he's like i think daniel i think Tilk's disappointed in daniel well i think daniel is going like did we yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But Tilk's like, dude, you're my bro. You yeah. should be better than that. I know. Yeah. Um, and they quickly find a sword in the stone. <laughs> now, isn't it technically not in the stone? It's in an anvil. I was going to look up the story in the sword of the stone. Again, I think it depends on which version of the story yeah. you're telling. Okay. It's like there's a stone and then there's an anvil on the stone and then it's in the, in the anvil. Yeah, I think it depends on which okay. story. Fine. Okay. We do know it's not Excalibur, though. It's not Excalibur. Excalibur is the sword that he gets when the sword in the stone breaks. Yes. From the lady mm-hmm. in, the lake, in the lake. Who forged it? And From saved... her butt. Huh? That part I added. Oh. She forged it in her butt. Yes. Mm-hmm. She just stuck it way up there, Morty. Way pooped up it there. out. Pooped it out of her butthole. Way up there, Morty. <laughs> um, because swords are penises. Because the penis is a hammer. Yep. Okay, I'm done. So Cam tries to pull it. It's not going to budge. And mm-hmm. Vala tells Muscles to go try. And she'll split half of it with Teal. And he's like, <laughs> no. yeah, no. No. 
So then a Merlin hologram ripples in. Yeah. Who basically looks like Dumbledore. Yeah, I like because it's reminiscent of like our very first dealings with the Asgard. Uh It's like, here's our hologram. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Um, Welcome to the the Knights of the Round Table. With these new wealth of knowledge and truth, the spirit will be given access to the underworld, the storehouses of riches of Ambrosius. He, historically, was the king before Uther Pendragon. How is it spelled? I may have mistyped that, though. Uh-huh. I think it's Aurelius. Aurelius. I keep thinking of Marcus Aurelius, so I don't know. It's not the same pronunciation. Yeah. It okay. is different. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, he was the king before Uther Pendragon. And there's various stories as to who he was in connection, like his uncle or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Daniel starts to, like, recite legend and history, and everyone's like, tune out mm-hmm. while they explore themselves. And Vala also tries to subtly pull the sword, and no. No. So Daniel happened. does go and points out. I can't blame her for trying. No, I would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still try the one at Disney. Oh, I yeah. know is, I'm not a kid, so it's not going to pull out for me. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Super dumb. Sorry. Pull it out. I said pull out. <laughs> uh, Daniel does point out that Truth of Spirit is going to be hard for Vala. And she shoots back at Daniel that you know nothing about me. Mm. And he's like, yeah, because everything you say is a lie. Yeah. Duh. Because you're a big old big liar. And Cam's like, don't make me separate you two. Or, or kill you. St- stick you together longer. Yeah. So meanwhile, Tilk found two tunnels. She's going to make him wear a get-along shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So they split into groups. Guys, never split the party. Don't split the party. Sing it with me. So while Cam and Tilk walk, Cam really loves the rapport building between Tilk and says nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vala wants a weapon. No. As they continue just to (laughs) bicker like an old married couple. Yeah. Tilk and Cam find a dark room. Mm Mm-hmm. With an altar in the center. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get close, the fires alight all the edges of it. Yep. And as they walk in, the stone door closet closes behind them, which can't be good. No. Wait for it. I know what you're about to say. Uh-huh. So in the other team, can't hear them on the radio. Mm-hmm. They find their own room. And Daniel's like, if you immediately know the candlelight is fire, yeah. Daniel says, as the door closes behind them as well. Mm-hmm. And Daniel quickly realizes this is a test. In front of him... Is silver to gold pot. Yeah. One says the universe is infinite. The other says the treasures in this pot. Hmm. Did you hmm. did you did you make connections yet? Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Would you like to share your connection with yes. this? The fact that we did a one shot and those were the puzzles that were posed <laughs> in front of us to answer. It was great times. <laughs> so I was like, well, these puzzles are familiar. And I couldn't say this on the podcast, but yes, I did a one shot months ago uh-huh. months and months ago and uh i needed some dungeon puzzles and i went this will be amusing because grace won't know these and then she gets to them she'll know them i took these two puzzles and stuck them in a D dungeon yes i do want to say that i did better than vala you did do better than vala <laughs> you, and, but and i was like this is mine i did make the the numbers one harder because i didn't put them in like no, like, they were just... The face, it was all tumbled. They were just crazy relics. Yeah. But we got it. We got to it. Yep. Um, so, yes. <laughs> Vala's like, cool, and goes to open the pot that says this is treasure. And Daniel's like, don't touch Don't touch things. It. Stop touching everything. It's too obvious. Check for traps. Check for traps. Vala again tries reaching for the other pot. He's like, no. Just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. 
She tries mm-hmm. for the pot. Not a minute. It's like yeah. a dog that just yeah. tries to sneak while I you're not looking. I need this. Yeah. She goes full drakey with my dinners. With Teal'c and Cam, mm. it's a bunch of small stone tiles with carvings on them. Mm. Neither one can read the ancient writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he figures out it has to be like arrange them in order somehow. Sure. Teal'c doesn't want to deal with any of this, and he fires his P90 at the door, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, bullets!" I love, <laughs> I love, love, love his reaction here. So good. It is the greatest thing. He's just like, "I'm so scared to be around you." Cam takes the stones and starts to look at the puzzle, and Teal'c has this tiny grin in his face. Like, I want to know if Teal'c was testing Cam. Oh, sure. Of course he was. He was trying to see how much fun he could have with them. Meanwhile, Vala just wants to open them both, and Daniel's like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, And, like, tries to shortchange the logic and just opens the silver pot. No. And it's empty. No. You cannot disarm this trap. She's like, that's not fair. Yeah. And so she goes to open She's the gold so one. And ah. Daniel like, grabs her hand. Would you stop? Yeah. We're going to die. He's because... like, we're already trapped. How much worse can it get? Um, Don't say that. Rumble, say rumble, that rumble, part. rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Have you never watched Indiana Jones? The ceiling starts lowering. Bum, bum, da, da. So I want to share a real quick story. Well, I knew yeah. it was a mistake the moment she said it. Yeah. The... Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland in California. Yes, I have not been on that one. Super fucking cool. My favorite I've ride heard in all Disney so parks. So many people say this. Um, so when I was little, I'd get this like um, back like back pass where you would yeah. go in through the exits because I was a very sick child mm-hmm. and you don't wait in lines. Mm-hmm. One of the things you have to use to get down there is an elevator that feels like the room's closing in on you <laughs> and all of the doors are doors oh jeez! and so you go in one but you can't tell like yeah. it just looks like walls and you're like ah where is it gonna open <laughs> so i love this so that's much awesome. that's all okay that's uh it. so meanwhile cam tries one order mm-hmm. it didn't work their yeah. stealing starts lowering yeah yeah them. yeah we're gonna die here a third indeed mm-hmm. cam's like i'm gonna try again yeah Vala opens the for other pot. Both are empty. Sure, why not? Why not? Daniel, like, she's like, they're empty. He's like, I know. Yeah. But they're empty. And Daniel's like, both are panicked. Uh, Teal'c is trying to strongman the ceiling up. Yeah, going full barbarian. He's uh-huh. just like, brute force. Uh, second option didn't work. And, you know, uh, bad. No, we're just here now. This is it. Everything's fine, right? Both sides are in a panic. Thankfully, like, there's a crap ton more episode left. Oh, no, wait. Do you ever get a bad feeling about something? Hmm. To be continued. Hmm. <laughs> that felt awesome. Um, yeah, it was one of those where I'm like, well, this is fine. This will be resolved. Nope. Nope. No, they won't. Nope. No, they won't. Everything sucks and everyone's gonna die and that's why Cam's gonna need a new team. To be fair... You know how to solve the riddles. I know how to solve the riddles. I can yell at the TV, and I probably will. You will. So. You already were. This is fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see what else is going to happen. I really love this. Um, I hope we get a lot more Vala all the time. I love Vala. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the this like weird hybrid team situation. It's interesting. Uh, but we will see. We will. Uh, until then, so are we doing this? Are we doing part two? We're next? doing part two. Yes. Okay, so we'll see you guys next week with part two. Yes. Of Avalon. Until then, find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us on Facebook. There's no place like Tara. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Um, find us and like tell me if you watched Midsummer and how amazing you think it was. That's all. Sure. 
Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.